for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, April 9th, 2015. This is episode 154 of Attack of the Androids. It's every week, Thursday evenings now. AttackoftheAndroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That guy right there, his name's Eric. What's up, Eric? Matt, I nothing. I, I forgot my lower third. I'm I'm embarrassed for myself and my family, so uh, hey, sorry. Not, not, not really your fault, bud. Hangouts, just kind of taking little dumps here and there. That's fine. We moved the show to Thursdays because we realized code commits were happening on Tuesdays during our show, and it was just effing all of our stuff up. So here we are Thursday. I feel like uh, maybe somebody there at the mothership is just not happy with us for some of our 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 ideas, perhaps our open ideas that we have. Maybe they don't they don't appreciate such openness. Uh, and you know they maybe changed code commit days to Thursday. So, what do you do? Line off the handle. What do you do? Who's excited for the M nine plus? Is this a plus or is it? <laughs> is it the M nine plus? A plus. It's definitely a better version of the M nine, but unfortunately, it's for China only right what? now. Maybe indefinitely. Yeah. What? So. It has all the features the M9 should have had, like a quad HD screen and, you know, a, a touch sensor, stuff like that. And uh, it doesn't. So, uh, so yeah. why? Why? Do we know why? No does one it, knows. Does anybody no know why? No, no one knows why. It's, if you uh, Google it. It sounds like. No, no answers. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It sounds like it has a lot of potential, but um, unfortunately, that potential doesn't seem to be making its way out of outside of China. So, uh, uh, and actually, uh, one of the interesting things I, I think about this is like the reaction to this uh, announcement the HTC made has been uh, pretty uh, pretty excitable. Not, I don't think anyone in the states is happy <laughs> that that this is not even, it's not even coming to like Europe or like other European countries or. You know, other Asian countries outside of China, apparently. So is that the move? Is that the, like, beta only and you get an invite but you don't type of thing? Or, I mean, it is a Taiwanese company, if I'm correct, right? So, just batting one out of the park for the home team, I guess, and the rest of y'all can suck it. What I've been trying to think of is, you know, maybe they did intend on releasing in the States as well, in Europe, etc., but... I mean, the fact that they didn't, they put it in China. You know, they released the the M9, I think, six weeks ago. So six weeks later, they're now announcing the M9 Plus, but in not nearly as many markets and actually completely different markets because the M9 is not coming to China as far as I know, or it's not been announced for China that I'm aware of. So, uh, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of perplexing. But uh, I was watching YouTube to, uh, today, and uh, John Rettinger uh, Techno Buffalo. He basically had a. He has like he used to have like a Redinger's rants, and then he just changed it over to risk because he didn't want to just do negative videos. And he basically went back to Redinger's rants over this and uh, spent about six minutes on his YouTube channel just really going nuts on HTC. And it was the first time I've heard him use not just one but multiple expletives in, in a, what is otherwise a family-friendly, uh, you know, a YouTube channel. And uh, it was just, it, but it kind of echoed the sentiment that that I've been saying all over Google Plus and you know on other YouTube channels. Why? Why is HTC not? Why do they not announce this as the, the new HTC One M9? You know, is it a of, is it a carrier thing or a chipset thing? Like, why? That is weird. Like, if you're gonna make it, you might as well just open it up to all the markets, right? Like, why would you make it and then just be like, but only. Like, are you soak testing? Are you just yeah. trying it out? Like, I mean, I mean China's I think, a large I, market to test out in, right? If you're doing yeah. that. That's well, I do weird. think HCC, they're going to have to explain this at some point because just announcing an, an M9 Plus, a much better version of the M9, and not explaining why they're doing it this way, 
you know, something, something's going to happen. But the two significant uh, things that are different about this that may not be better are A, the processor or the SOC, essentially. It's like a MediaTek chip. It's very similar in specs, 64-bit. They're going to have three, three gigs of RAM with it. And it's uh, octa-core CPU. It's got to run at the same speed as a Qualcomm A10. Maybe it's cooler, but maybe it's less performing. I don't know. So that's an answer we'll have to see through uh, real-world testing and benchmarks. <clears throat> and I can't remember the other thing, but there were two things that may not be better, but everything else is identical or better, such as a screen. So, And that's the big biggest thing. It's a little bit larger screen. It's 5.2 inches as opposed to 5.0, um, but it's quad HD as opposed to a 1080p. So The specs are nice, definitely. I'm kind of looking through the on uh, blog.htc.com. Uh, all yeah. of the, the comments there are just like, thanks for not releasing this in North America and making my decision to with the Galaxy S6 that much easier. So long, yeah. HTC. Like, just angry people. Yeah, and the thing is, anyone could just Google Phone Arena and then M9 versus M9 Plus and look at the comparison between these two, and there's practically nowhere where you can look at where the M9 Plus is worse in any category except for maybe the SOC. Did the o, did the OG M9 have the fingerprint scanner? Or is that something new no, in this? That's that, something brand new. That's yeah, this that, was, version. that was the other thing. So right, right. Yeah, there's a fingerprint scanner down there. Now, keep in mind, they're still going to have software keys, but they'll have that fingerprint scanner. And the only previous time that I know of that HTC has had a fingerprint scanner on one of their phones was for the M7 Plus, the, the original one plus, and that was on the back. But that was actually a square design similar um, uh, to what their camera actually looks like. So, anyways, it's kind of weird. So one one thing, because when I see MediaTek, I'm not exactly thinking, mm-hmm. you know, Performance. the best Fast. processor. Yeah. Um, but if you if you look at the HTC blog, you scroll through the comments. Somebody has linked to um, it looks like a Polish blog uh, where they're talking about the uh, processor. Um, what is it, the Snapdragon 810 that's yes. in the HTC M- M9, the regular one? And the LG G-Flex. Um, yeah, and they describe it as problematic. Um, and if you go through this blog post, um, you know, this this person is, is going pretty in-depth uh, looking at ADB um, at a time and state and, like, looking at how um, the system on a chip manages each of the different cores. Uh, and this person's theory seems to be that the uh, 810 has problems, and yeah. that is why um, that's why they switched uh, to the MediaTek. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I I don't know. I think even a problematic. My gut tells me even a problematic. Uh, you know, Qualcomm is better than a MediaTek. <laughs> well, let me just but, say this: uh, there's a YouTube channel called TechSource, and uh, I'll try to link it below uh, after the episode. But basically, they did a YouTube video where they're comparing the M9 and the uh, and the M8, last year's processor. And the benchmarks are only slightly faster since you for the newer, hotter ACC M9. But all the real-world tests were significantly faster for the M8, not the M9. You wouldn't think that a phone that's a year older would perform most of its tasks significantly or noticeably <laughs> faster than the brand-new uh, phone. And sure enough, uh, it showed... A huge difference. Like it was, the score was something like 13 to 2 or 13 to 3 <coughs> for the M8 in all the tests this guy did on a seven or eight minute long YouTube video, if I remember correctly. It was it was pretty significant. The only test noticeably better for the M9 was like the benchmarks. And instead of like a 40,000 score, it was like a 48,000 score. So it wasn't like a significantly better benchmark for a one year newer phone. Yeah, From- I, that's. This I don't know. This this sounds like the more that I the more that I read about uh, the M9, it it sounds like it's not a I don't know. We're not going to see a successful launch of this product. Um, you I know, f- Samsung is getting a lot a lot better press uh, for the S6, um, and I you know I think there's just better choices out there. And HTC might have missed it on this one. I feel like the more I read, like their 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 response, like the HTC social team uh, mentions it, and I've seen it mentioned a couple times. I feel like it is maybe due to radios and chipsets and all of that working together to provide an experience. Because what they say here is. Uh, we have no plans to release this in North America or Europe. We believe our flagship 
HTC One M9 is the best choice for these areas due to its fast performance, sound, network compatibility across the broadest range of operators. So if you take that into consideration, they it looks like fully optimized this thing from chipset to radios to process, you know, everything pretty much yeah. to function on that specific network, which makes sense yeah. now, I guess, because if you think about it, there's one to deal with rather than if you yeah. do it in America, you have to deal with two or three, you deal in Europe, you have to deal with two or three. Like China, isn't just one like China telecom or whatever for, for mobile or do they yeah. have different like GSM and CDMA providers with different radios and antennas and everything? I'm not particular. I'm not knowledgeable on China's network, but I, as I what? understand it, many, many <laughs> who countries, is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many countries like that, you know, they, they sort of skipped over the older networks. You know, they got in the game late, but they can allocate more bandwidth to, to relatively high-end, you know, infrastructure. But what, what I have to say here is they could still release this in the United States and make it with the same SOC, et cetera, that the M9 not, not Plus Edition has. But it's just weird that they didn't release it with it or there's no announcement that it'll come, you know, to our market or the European market or other markets anytime soon, if, if ever. So they can make an ultra version, you know, as well. Right. So, right. Did you want to mention the camera or anything before we move on? Oh. It's the same camera, but, um, there was an update what I'm seeing, for that. What I'm, yeah. What I'm seeing recently is there's been an update that should be coming out tomorrow on some carriers and, uh, announced, uh, that's being announced and being sent to some sites like Fandroid, for example, who linked an article, where Derek Ross linked an article on that website, basically stating, hey, the camera update has occurred for the HTC M9, and it does significantly improve things. And uh, that that's actually been one of the biggest downsides to the new M9 is that the camera quality, despite having a 19-megapixel camera, hasn't been able to show any better, if not at any better uh, performance than the old 4-megapixel camera on the on the uh, uh, M8. So interesting. Uh, watches. You want to talk about uh, watches? Possible uh, iOS compatibility for Android Wear coming at some point. Uh, I'm not into watches, so I'm. I'm. This doesn't really. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Le- I'm not into watches, and I'm even less into iOS. So this is pretty much like whatever. But it, interesting that they are working hard to get it cross-platform cl- functioning, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Go for it, Eric. They're close, allegedly. Allegedly, I I think it's important. I mean, the fact that it didn't like I believe we had a story a few weeks ago that somebody uh, sort of like hacked their own version of making this work. So the complexity level here is probably not that you know not that deep. Uh, but it's important, I think, to like for Google to um, do this early, especially now that the Apple Watch uh, has launched. Um, you know to if you can show like people that have an iPhone but may not be 100% invested in the Apple ecosystem yet, that there are other choices out there, um, other cheaper choices as well. Um, maybe you know, maybe they uh, take a big chunk out of the Apple Watch market before it even begins. Well, what they can do is what they've done well with Android, you know, and do it with Android Wear is just make. A lot of options available and let the consumer decide on what they want. They want a round watch. They want a square watch. They want something with with gold on it, you know, or, or whatever. They have a lot more options, you know, buying from the gamut of Android Wear watches. So. You know what I want? You guys ever remember the movie Phantasm? It was that old horror movie. You had the, oh, little, wow. the little ball that floated. I want a watch that's that. <laughs> Floating. Floating, just following me around. He wants little balls on his arms. I just want to be followed around by little, there. little demonic <laughs> Satan's balls. Or wait, on your arm or floating? No, floating, just followed around oh. by, like just like, kind of like hanging out. Area. And then, like, I look at you, and I'm like, mm, and then they go kill you. You yeah. ever seen okay, Phantasm? Kill him. Okay, yeah. Google, watch. <laughs> Murder this asshole. 
Well, uh, I, I find it interesting though too. Look, like if you um, you know, if if Google can pull this off, uh, the hold the on, if of the Apple Watch, hold on, hold on, if if they well, why if they why do, do it, you like, say if, if it doesn't suck? I think they can make it happen. But Pebble if, made it happen, if, right? Pebble Pebble is a watch, and it's there, right? It works. Yeah, it still doesn't work as well, but that's you know due to Apple's you know limitations, you know on that platform. APIs, but, yeah, yeah. But at least it could be better than not having one at all. So, yeah. Is that cool. enough? Is that enough to make someone switch OS loyalty? Probably not. But if they can afford a two hundred and fifty dollars smartwatch as opposed to a four hundred or five hundred dollars smartwatch, that might make mm. a decision for them. Mm. Good point. The price sets the standard, right? It's been funny watching the Verge's coverage this week. Um, you know, they have like three articles out, and one of the articles was literally just an article talking about how every review that they've read of the Apple Watch has has the statement in there that it's, quote, not for everyone, which I thought was pretty funny. And then if, if you read Neelai Patel's, uh, quote, definitive review um, of the Apple Watch, it's at the very end, he says that it's it's like the best watch ever, you know, out of it's the best watch ever. And out of all of the smartwatches, yeah. it is it is the best. But if you actually read his review, it's very lukewarm. Like yeah. he talks a lot about how he doesn't like things and how it's not as mature as either Pebble or um, Android Wear. Yeah, horrible battery life, bad performance. And at the very end, one of the bullet points is it's the nicest, you know, smartwatch out there. You know, it's like, I, don't I feel like and it gets a 7.0 rating. I feel like at this point, those companies are just completely effing off and being like, watch this. All right. Complete. Not, you know, like, I feel like they've gotten to such a point where everyone just blindly trusts whatever they write. And they joke about this on Twitter. Like they'll go back and forth and write an article about a tweet making fun of some, you know, like it's. It's almost like a, a dumb game now. It's like we've risen to this point of amazingness and we get paid bank and now people will buy whatever we tell them to. So watch this. I'm going to say it sucks in the review and then at the end of it, I'm going to say it's the best. Because no one gives we'll give a, it a high score. Because yeah. no one cares. Yeah. They're completely well, manipulated. I mean, the Verge specifically is up its own ass. All like, of if you, if them. You watch any, if you watch any like interviews with with people like Neelai Patel. And I'm not I'm not picking on Neelai Patel, but it's very easy to point to his interviews where he talks about how the Verge is, you know, they're not a technology journalism. They're, no, we're a culture. Um, we're a life lifestyle. journal, bro. We're a life journal. Yeah, and, and that's what this is. This is, you yeah. know, this is like the circle jerk that is, you know, the Verge and Apple. Um, <laughs> yes. Where, where, yeah, but it's not mean, just them. Not, we should be fair and say it is all major tech uh are like sites is that in, that's in safe to ways, say yes it's but just this is pretty birds. egregious yeah. because the, they've the all bird. been doing it for so long they're just over it and they're making money off their name so the, whatever they write it doesn't matter like they're to that point it's it's funny well, I mean, watching I, it happen as someone that also writes but not for any of these publications yeah well i mean the issue here is like the verge is so prototypical in, in this kind of behavior it's like they're so abashedly pro apple like every one of their like their high profile android reviews are like well it's the best apple you know, it's the best android phone but they never say it's a good phone or it's the best phone or whatever so we got so like that's how they approach the the s6 you know but they're just falling all over themselves regarding the apple nah. you know, ecosystem the apple phone, the Apple tablet, all that kind of stuff. Mashable does the same thing. You know, they have these glowing reviews over these phones that they're just falling over just to give their impressions and stuff like that. And it's just, it doesn't seem remotely like fair and balanced. It just seems highly biased and it's noticeable. You, you can watch these videos, read these articles, and it's so obvious that they're, that they're couching everything they do towards Apple you know, and MB so. in the chat has a good point. It says, who cares about The Verge? And that that is. Who cares, right? But people look at those, and they make real-life decisions based on what they read from sites like that. So Yeah. Well, there. I will say one good thing that The Verge did about these watches this week, though, is um, there's a, actually a really nice uh, comparison of uh, Apple Watch, Android Wear, and Pebble. Mm. And it goes through um, sort of different 
different uh, sections, like price, compares them on platform, compares them on style. Um, and I thought that was actually pretty good. If you want somebody to see, um, you know, if you want if you want to show somebody just like a very simple, um, you know, spec by not spec by spec, but like category by category uh, comparison of the different watches out there, it's not a bad article at all. Yeah, I mean, but I guess for people like me and a lot of others that that talk about this this particular issue is like, if you watch an Android podcast or an Apple podcast, you're obviously watching something that is by its very nature biased towards the, the audience that they're serving. Whereas you go to something like The Verge, and there's nothing that outwardly indicates, oh, we're pro Apple side or we're whatever, and yet <coughs> it it becomes evident with their interviews, their articles, their, their behavior, what they say in social media, you know, and it's these flippant comments they make. They, they think no one notices, like they're smarter than everyone else. And they, who, we who noticed, can, you know? that's right. We noticed. And yeah. now we're so, watching. But, yeah. But I mean, they have iVerge is, is a name that's crept up over the last couple of years for the Verge. Yeah. Mashable. Some people will call them iMash and you can continue on to Engadget and other, other sites like that. You just put a little I in front of their name and, oh, yeah, now I realize that they're an app pro, <laughs> predominantly pro Apple site. Nick, that is, that, is, that is so 2004. We're not using the I moniker anymore. We're Whoa. just going to call it the Apple Verge. And the Apple and Gadget. There we go. The A-Verd. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something that I know is close to MB's heart uh, here in the chat. The wiener party that is Game of Thrones coming to Amazon. Telltale. Just banging out the ha- the, the, the classics. <laughs> Just riding on in whatever's popular. Is this any good? I, I'm not really having enough time to play games at this point, but... I hope to get back into wasting my time playing games uh, sometime soon. When he's not playing with his dabs. That's right. Well, I'm not taking dabs. I'm playing video games. Uh, so the, the the story for the for the Amazon part of it, at least, is that um, something that on the Google Play Store is $4.99 um, is now free. What? On, on, you get that first, you know, get that first taste, the first episode. And then if you like it, 25% off the uh, season pass as uh, Telltale is, uh, you know, as they are wont to do. Now, will this game ruin the movie that it, or the, the show that is going to ruin the books that was ruined by this guy that wrote them? Or like, how is this? How do you feel like this is uh, this is going to go down? We're going to have an I... onslaught of angry nerds in wintertime. For Winterfell. No, not at all. For Winterfell. No. The uh the storyline here is um that this has been out for a couple months. Um I have it, you know, I have the uh I have the game. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I've watched the intro video for it. Uh, it's it's like a separate story that's not in the books. What? It is, uh, it's focusing on a, you know, if you if you've never watched Game of Thrones, like, you know, you have these various families that are all vying for power in some way. Um and it introduces a new family that's not in the books or the TV show. Um, so you're sort of following them, but then you see the, uh, you know, the normal cast of characters characters throughout. Um, I like the it, first it, comments. I always feel dirty when I open the Amazon App Store, <laughs> 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 and then the second one's, "Damn it, am I gonna have to install the Amazon App Store again?" <laughs> oh, Amazon App Store just not getting no love. I don't, I don't have it installed either, but. Well, if you the cool thing about this is that if you have a Fire TV, um, yeah, I mean you can do this with Nexus Play or anything too. But if you have a Fire TV, you can play it. Um, you can play it on the Fire TV. So it's like somebody like Nick, who's really into the ecosystem, you maybe you don't have to feel dirty and install the uh, App Store. You can just do it on the Fire TV, which already has it on there. Nice, nice workaround. Damn, you were like troubleshooting in real time. That was good. I was impressed to to watch happen. I, I mean, I think all this stuff is happening though because um, I, I know. Do you not watch? Do you not watch the Game of the Thrones? I did, and then and movies, as I like to call I it. I did. No, I I was all caught up in everything, and then I just moved. The I guess happened. I don't know. <laughs> then I lost my well, thirty funny. megabit cable connection, and that was the end of torrenting, Ooh. as I know it. No, I I just I don't have time to watch TV anymore. Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, for for those of us who uh, who make time for it's such a giant things, wiener party, uh, and I do agree with that, as South Park please. said. Well, it it's starting up in a few days, so wiener party will be will be available on your Android device because uh, HBO is coming to Sling TV just mere days before before the launch of uh, Game of Thrones. What? Damn. Yeah, it's it's not cheap. I mean, it's not going to be as as cheap as your torrenting. Um, you know, huh. you have the Sling Sling TV twenty dollars subscription price at price, and then fifteen dollars for HBO. Is that a month or um, a year? Is that that's a, a month, my friend. What? No way. Can't do it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. For one thing, come on. For one thing, really. Well, it's HBO style. I Ooh. I mean, it, ideally, yes. For the one I, thing, it would be. Can I get the Tracy? Maybe nine ninety nine. Can I get the Tracy Ullman show on there? They have old reruns of that. They, well, that's the thing. They, they, they don't s- because this. Huh. That's the difference between HBO and HBO Go. Uh. So HBO Go is what we saw at the Apple event, where they said that it's um, where it's going to be. You know, without a without a uh, cable subscription, that is, because you can still get HBO Go on on Android devices if you have a cable subscription with HBO. But if you want the cord cutter version, um, you can only get that on Apple currently, um, and that gives you access to the archive of old shows. Whereas this is just like having an HBO subscription hmm. with like some DVR capabilities. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Is that but, how you? I mean, it's what people have been asking for. You know, yeah, it's no, HBO that's... without a cable subscription. Uncouple it. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah. Uh, not... This is this is the thing that people forget that all this like a la carte stuff. If you want a, if you want one or two stuffs, it's okay. But if you want lots of stuffs, or if you want premium stuffs, it's not cheaper. See, it's I'm probably as expensive. I've been programmed to pay no more than $8 a month for all of the things that a service offers. Started off with Netflix, right? And then it went on to Google Play Music All Access, right? Now my my $100 a year Amazon Prime, which I got to tell you, not thrilled with the way they do that. Here, you can watch a season of this, and then you can pay us for the rest of it. How about you take it out of the hundred bucks a year I give you (laughs) (laughs) and just give me all of the stuff. Seems silly. Seems silly. I don't get why not, but I mean, I do. It's money, obviously. Well, you may not like it, but I don't, uh, and I won't use it. So there. Well, but if people do like it now, they can at least get the Amazon prime video on their tablet. Don't need a Roku or a, or anything like that. You don't need a Fire device anymore. So now, if you just want to watch Amazon Prime Instant Video, you can download the video app. You don't How need to in the, in the wings. You don't need to go to the settings and turn it to Flash from Silverlight and then Chromecast it that way in a tab. That actually worked pretty good. I mean, <laughs> it worked. Like it didn't lag or anything, but probably not ideal. So. Got so little, the chat room has corrected me. That a little fact checking. Ooh, ooh, from little, HBO now. Ooh, so these are two services you can now pay them for. Uh, so now there's three services. <laughs> How much? What's that going to set a fella back if I want? If I want all three of those services, what if are we you, talking here? Hundred bucks? That that doesn't make sense. No, I, I would like to pay for the same thing three times. I'm pretty sure you're, <laughs> we're all getting trolled. <laughs> If you don't want to have, service, you don't want to have the TV. Called HBO No. HBO Nah. <laughs> the the W is silent. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is kind of cool. Uh, ZDNet article: A case to keep Android and Chrome OS separate. Uh, I feel like personally, because I use Android, I also have Chromebook. I I don't think it's gonna work as well unless it's like an ARM Chromebook, perhaps because ARM is what the Android apps run on. Maybe my x86 Intel Chromebook won't run them as well, but who knows? We'll see when it actually works. Uh, it seems silly not to not to like go ahead and just do it, right? I mean, it's not gonna break anything. Mm. Yeah, developers have to port their apps, their Android apps, to work in Chrome, and I don't think. 
this is necessarily a merger. It's just you're in Chrome and hey, you can now use Android apps in either a tablet or phone factor, you know, and you can actually do that. There's a hack to do that in Windows where you from your Windows PC can through Chrome and uh, another tool I can't remember offhand, basically just launch, you know, a phone or tablet Android app. You have to import the APK, but you, you can run it and uh, it's early beta or early alpha days, I guess, at this point. So, but I don't first see a problem. I haven't read the article yet myself. Did you? I, I definitely. Sure. I don't agree with. They're like the simplicity makes Chrome OS run efficiently on cheap hardware without distractions, as is often the case on other OSs. Uh, he says Android is the opposite. The great functionality of the platform comes at a cost of complexity. Uh, so, are you saying that people just won't? It's like too complex. Like, man, this Android thing. Well, it's not going to be mainstream for a while, I would guess, at least well, a right, year, right. if not more. And But likely the functionality will be worked on between now and then. But if you want complexity, there's Windows and there's Linux. And to a lesser, much lesser extent, you know, Mac OS. So, and Chrome is still a lot more simple than even Mac OS. So just adding the ability to run Android apps in a little window or something like that, I don't believe dilutes or pollutes uh, Chrome OS, me personally. And that, of course, well, and what about the, the security argument saying that Chromebooks are secure, Chrome OS is secure, but Android, there's accounts of malware all the time. Eric, I'm getting the yeah. face that's just like, mm, say it, say something. I, I, I think this guy is, you know, making an argument against something that was never going to happen. I think so too. Uh, it's sort of a, it's, is it is this a straw man argument? I've never understood what that phrase meant. Ooh, a logical fallacy. Ooh, which one is this? Maybe MB, uh, since he's such a intelligent Jack individual, Jack maybe you can fast track it there in the in the chat. Which logical fallacy is this writer making? It's and I mean it's not nothing against him because I think that he's he's working off of information that's been sort of <laughs> a press release out there. Um, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's more. It's not. It's not that they're going to be the same thing. It's that there's going to be um, a lot of crossover between the two. Um, like I don't. I think that you can have a completely separate Chrome OS and yeah. then have something like Arc Welder, which is a little Dalvik VM that runs Android apps. Yeah, that's the program I couldn't remember offhand. And really, the, these two logical fallacies are confused a lot because they are somewhat similar. A red herring is basically. An argument against is it's a distracting argument. It's arguing something else, not the main issue. And a straw man is usually something that's easily, def, you know, defeated basically. So, and there's some collusion between the two. But uh, I haven't read the article, so I couldn't tell you which one it is. But I, I will say that just adding a feature to run Android apps is probably not going to be a problem, particularly because it would be through Google. You would have this Google Play Store or the Google Chrome app store and you could download these and use it that way. It'd be the same thing with Android and Chrome OS now. Do you load something on the side, you know, and potentially, you know, have an issue, a security issue with your system that way, or you just download it from the store of choice and it's no more an issue than, than anything else. So I feel like you have maybe even more security issues in the extension Chrome, like all the different there's so many you can install and it's just like apps on Android, except you don't have to sideload them like you do on Android. Yeah. And, and you know, they, I feel like they don't get caught as quick. I don't know. Maybe I just was looking at a time when there was a bunch, I don't really use a bunch of Chrome apps on my Chromebook, but it seemed like there was a lot of like very shady extensions that would redirect you to ad sites and all this crap. But who knows? Well, the review system is pretty good in Chrome OS, and uh, you know I've used it for a while. I think two and a half years at this point, or two years. And you know what I tend to do is I tend to only get apps that are reviewed well and where there's many uh, users using them, and uh, you know pretty much like anything else. But um, like anything else, the ecosystem will grow. But injecting Android into Chrome OS will make it grow much better because there's hundreds of times more Android apps out there, even good ones compared to good Chrome OS apps. And it'd be nice to see that that door open for Chrome OS. And MB in the chat says it's a red straw herring. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good fact checking. 
Uh, let's see, YouTube yeah. coming out possibly soon with an ad-free paid service. Now, I know that this is probably happening because I got a letter in the email box saying that, hey, pretty soon, instead of having ads on your thing, we can also open up this revenue stream for you and people will pay each month and then they can see your stuff ad-free. Yay! It's yeah. like, I don't put ads in my stuff because there's a terrible, shitty model, and I am so sick of seeing ads on crappy, half-assed content. Like, I'm not going to put... It's not worth it. What you get, unless, you know, you make a bot that redirects you to a billion different IPs, then you can rack up a little change. It's, it's not worth it, man. I will straight up not even watch something if there's an ad right there. I'll be like, you know what? I don't even want to watch that now. That's why Matt doesn't watch TV anymore. That's right. Too many ads. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, I do have to say, you know, one of the pros for this, now I don't know all the details, mainly because they haven't said much, but one of the pros is that the YouTube partners will get uh, a chunk of that revenue stream. 55% of the the earnings will go, you know, from the paid service will go to the YouTube partners. Now, I don't know how that'll work. With we'll the, go uh, to like three YouTube partners. The rest of y'all can fight over the scraps. Yeah, you have to re, re-sign the new agreement, you know, with YouTube as a YouTube partner. And who knows what that'll entail. And I don't know if this is an opt-in service. I don't know if as a YouTube partner, you must also pay for this service to be like, I don't know how all that's going to work. It's something that hopefully that YouTube will reveal sooner or later. But the... The thing about YouTube is, you know, they didn't make money last year. They didn't make money the year before. <laughs> Google paid over mm. a billion dollars for it. So they're trying to make money mm. through the platform somehow. You know, it's grown tremendously, but it hasn't uh, sustained a profit. And so I totally understand YouTube's need for doing this, but the market will determine whether or not this endeavor is even going to succeed or not. It may fail. I mean, I was watching uh, Craighead Pro, I think that's the YouTube channel's name, and he was basically revealing that, about one-eighth of all of his viewers actually see the ads, that the majority of the people, his viewers, are using something like Adblock, and they never see the ads. Therefore, that view or whatever never contributes to his earnings. So he only makes a small fraction of money out of the potential number yeah, of people. Yeah, do you know why? Because business. that model sucks. How about we just all agree to not do that anymore and find a better way to make money? This seems to make sense to me, though. Like, if you think about how many podcasts are going to, like, something like Patreon. That have the worst ads ever that I have to get up. I have to get up from my seat, walk over to where my phone is, and fast forward your shitty ad every, like, 18 minutes. It's so annoying. Well, no, this this is the point though. Is that rather than like you can make ad free content, right? Right. Yeah. No, I get. I get. You know, they've been. Yeah. So, this makes sense to me because now Google's cutting out the middleman. A lot of these podcasts, I mean, including our own, are telling people like, "Hey, go subscribe in YouTube." Um, you know, to get the content weekly, you could just say subscribe, and if you don't want ads, you know, why don't you support us? And the ads go away. Like you don't have to have a separate site. Like it condenses it all in one place. I'm, the more we talk about it, the more it it seems to make sense to me. Are we are we monetizing the attack of the androids with ads? I think oddly enough, I'm I'm not sure that Hangouts actually earned money. I've I've never been able to tell that. Like I, I'm trying to think if I've seen an ad on an actual Hangout video maybe so and i just don't remember i'll tell you what we'll enable it on ours and just crank out (laughs) the ads and we'll see how how much people enjoy it and then we'll see how much speaking of which how much big money we have this this is brought by audible.com today's show (laughs) brought to you by carbonite.com don't be a retard (laughs) and go to meeting right i can't even tell you the dollar shave club for all you hairy nerds out there. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I, ho- I hope it buys you a, a college fund and a retirement fund. <laughs> Your 18 cents a, a click. It buys you happiness. I hope it buys you happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Xiaomi looking at a pretty super sweet business model, dumping 2.1 million smartphones in 12 hours. That's a Guinness World Record, apparently. 
all the smartphones. Yeah, it's amazing that that's actually powered them to success. I mean, like three, four years ago, they weren't around, or they, they maybe they sold their first phone about three years ago. And they Hugo, sold like, man, yeah. right? It's Hugo. They go to, they have this festival, and they sell all these phones at their own festival. Like that's crazy. They drive up in their minivan, just selling phones. Twelve hours. Two point one two million smartphones. And guess what? Nobody outside of China cares. Ah, good point. (laughs) Congrats, you did it. MB has a good point going back to the uh, YouTube ad thing. What is better, ads before the video or during the show? Well, that depends. Do you want to turn it off at the beginning or in the middle? <laughs> like, what Some do you... you can skip it. If you're better a video. For... Yeah. yeah. I feel like breaking up the discuss, and maybe it's just the way podcasters edit them in or they get auto edited in or something but it always just completely is not in a good spot i mean obviously twit like they are the masters of shilling for ads but like all these other podcasts that just do like little audible ads and and adam and eve ads and stuff like it it seems like they they didn't change up their show format to accommodate for ads so they just like stop and then like abrupt cut to this ad all of a sudden it's very jarring when you're you're in the groove of a discussion, you know. That's I. I guess I like Duncan Trussell's format better on his shows because he does all of his ads right at the beginning, and I just fast forward right the f through all of them. It's like twenty minutes of just hitting the fast forward button. But then you have people like Leo and Twit that do them interspersed uh, in the show, so then you have to fast forward every fifteen minutes. Really bothering you. Like, I mean, do you, it does. Do you it care? does. It bothers me a lot, Eric. Advertising is bullshit, and it was made to control stupid people like you. Yes, I'm sorry for yelling what? at you. <laughs> no, it just, it does. It bugs me a lot. It's such a shitty, worthless thing that we could all do without in society, and it, it's like such a lucrative... I'm hating on it. Well, I... It, it is the way that... It's the way that content gets paid for, so... You know, if I'm totally cool with supporting, like, using my dollars to support, you know, shows that I like that don't have ads, but most people aren't um, because most people are, you know, cheap assholes. Most so, people don't have extra dollars. And most – and they don't have extra dollars. So is, should they not have access to, you know, content you know, so if they don't have extra dollars, are they buying the shitty shit you talk about on your show, or are they just fast-forwarding through it? If we're all just fast-forwarding through it, you might as well just not even do it. Most people aren't fast-forwarding through it, though. Really? You guys are actually you know, listening to the same Audible, Carbonite, Adam and Eve, the same ads over and over again throughout your eight-hour day. For real? I'm afraid to Google this Adam and Eve thing. What the hell is that? At, a, a lot of shows have Adam and Eve ads. It's a porn store. You never heard a show that doesn't add? Like, I listen to like eight shows that all have the same thing, and they all have their little promo codes. And it's, yeah. Listen to the store well, viewer. Dude, how the hell are we getting a porn ad thing in our show? Come on. We're apparently watching all the wrong shows, Eric. I know. <laughs> what, Eric, what kind of podcast do you listen to, dude? Come on. Was that on Game of Thrones? <laughs> for your next wiener party brought to you by adam and eve use promo code wiener party at checkout right. now do you i don't know Game of Thrones alone? <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you shaved with the dollar shave club you wouldn't have to watch game of thrones alone <laughs> there it is me and my clean shaven bros like nothing more than to get together on a friday night and have a giant slippery wiener party <laughs> I've got nothing what back, back to you Eric <laughs> well speaking of which on Android yeah I have no, I have no way to transition out of this <laughs> do what do it. you want to talk about Postal or uh, Google for meetings ooh Postal what happened there just a little too much a little the rating system just wasn't large enough to encompass where Postal went yeah, apparently, um, I mean, this this game's old. This game is old, old. This Postal is like 2 is old. Postal old. 3 like, is really old. 
like, like crazy taxi old. Do they make those still for the PC? Like, is there a current version of Postal using the newest engines and all that stuff, or is it nah? There was Postal one and two, right? And right. this is Postal one, and that was okay. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, um, apparently, like people can't handle so much gratuitous violence because um, you know. Amazon and Google have taken it upon themselves to protect us and not allow this app into either store. Well, I'll say this. There are a lot of games out there like this that, that just aren't explicit with it. Like you can buy any of those open world type games or like Avengers or whatever, and you, or like Hulk games and you're, you're the Hulk running around the city, but no one plays these Hulk games and just save citizens. They're basically bashing this the crap out of the entire city because they're the Hulk. And, but a game like Postal, you do the same thing, but it's explicitly written into the plot that you're doing the same thing. Therefore, it gets censored. But anyone that plays you know, Skyrim, Oblivion, or any other sort of open-world game, they're not just saving little ladies crossing the road or saving the... The, uh, the wiener know, the party. The wiener party. Yeah. Or yeah, saving... <laughs> Your wiener party has wiener gotten party. a disease, and you've lost a wagon wheel crossing the fjord. Well, I mean, look at look at the graphics on this thing. Look at the screenshots. For Christ's sake, I could be doing this with B.I. Joes. Like, yeah. to call this gratuitous violence is just Google and Amazon, you know, perpetuating this, like, you know, that they nanny state mentality that they have to protect us, you know, like pr- protect everybody from the gratuitous violence so, because maybe – Something what, bad might happen. What else are we not getting that we don't know about? Well, they took out porn, didn't they? Was there ever? Why are you going there for porn? Back well, to Adam and Eve. Like porn I mean, apps? Like, yeah. like Tinder? You your porn from Adam and Eve. Like Craigslist and Tinder or what? <laughs> I I just I like this. I don't want to play this game. But it pisses me off that it's not available. Like I, I think that it's really stupid that that Google, you know, I, we have Grand Theft Auto in yeah. in the Google Play Store for fuck's yes. sake. Three and four. I, I mean, I can I can get with a hooker. I haven't wanted to play this. Steal her money. I haven't. But I can't play Postal. I haven't wanted to play this game since like the late nineties, dude. Yeah. Looking at this though, now I kind of want to again. Yeah, well, there's a market, <laughs> and it's a niche market, you know. The older so hold on alcohol alcohol tobacco and drugs is one of their their guidelines here you have apps like weedly and all buds and stuff like that that are just weed related like that's okay i don't know i think we have to look this is kind of gratuitous (laughs) it's gratuitous i mean it's it's pixels. no more. It's no more gratuitous than half of the movies that they allow on play, right? I mean, yeah. so why this? I wonder if somebody has a beef with somebody at who made posts. Someone might have complained. Maybe, maybe it was on. Was it available before and they just stopped it, or was it going to be know. released and they prevented it? Maybe I'll just have to sideload it. So there. Yeah. Side All loading. your viruses, one yeah. place. That's right. The well, Amazon it, App it Store. Well, could be the maker of this game. You know, they might have to open their own store and their site to sell their own games as an alternative. So. Maybe Cyanogen will embrace them. No, do you think it wasn't? Was it actually an official release? Like, who did Postal? I can't even remember. It was like you. like Submarine Studios or something. I'm um, not even sure the person, the team that made. Postal 2 was the same ones that made Postal, and they were out uh, several years apart. Postal. I, it, seems, it seems official. Running with Scissors? It seems official enough. 2K Games, was it them? Running with look. Scissors. It's the developers. Postal 3? What? And Postal Babes? What? Postal Babes, a mobile game developed for Running with Scissors by HeroCraft. Though part of the Postal series of games, the plot of Postal Babes has nothing to do with the storyline that follows the Postal Dude. Huh. Did you ever play Postal Babes? 
Can I screen share this with you guys? You should really look at yeah, this. Go for it. Check this out. Boom. Postal babes. Huh? Huh? Yeah. And there was a Postal 3 in 2011. Oh, huh. it was made by Running With Scissors, the same company. Huh. Steam gave it a 6 out of 10. Metacritic, a 1 out of 5. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. All right. Yeah, I remember well, Postal 2 as an Unreal Engine game, but I couldn't remember the other two. Oh, well. Censorship. Postal babes. Postal babes. <laughs> I feel like that's not even really like a phrase that's in the lexicon used that much anymore. Like, do people go postal still? When's the last time you've gone postal, Eric? I mean, it's been, it's been at least 99 I think the Matrix came out the last time I went postal. <laughs> the last time I went postal, Matrix Three came out. I was like so angry. <laughs> no, he's not Jesus. What the? F- <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else? What are we doing here? Is that? A- I don't even know. You got any other Android news? The meeting platform Google's working on. What's this? It's called Hangouts. Maybe you've heard of it. Look at the look at the uh, supposed logo. Ooh, G meet. It's where my G's meet. I like that. It's where we meet before we go postal. <laughs> Hell yeah! Is it oh, a yeah. G meet party? It is a G. Ain't no party like a G meet party. Cause the G might party don't stop till it crashes. And then yeah, you. I mean, it looks like reboot. it's going to be based on Hangout technology. But the thing that I'm yeah. interested in is: is it going to be like? Hosted on a server, like can you have the software in your corporation? You, you have Gmeet servers, or is it going to be all hosted by by Google? Because if it is, I'm not sure how it's going to differentiate itself from just the Hangouts or Hangouts for business, you know, you know, platforms. So yeah, just well, more like security enterprise focus, right? You deploy it to a server or your Google Apps account for your domain or something like that. Maybe it's interesting though. Uh, there was a uh, a Google Plus post by someone named Florian. He says, uh, Google Meetings is coming. Login currently appears to be limited to Googlers, so it's only possible for Googlers to create events. Uh, it's possible to join as a guest, though, given you have an event code or know one of the participants. Uh, and also, there's a supporting Google Chrome extension. Uh, they say it's not clear yet whether this will become a business, consumer product, or whether it will be a public-facing management tool for Googlers to create events and invite external people. That'd be a weird thing to create just to do that. You could just use Hangouts and Calendar if you really, you know. Like, why would you make a thing just to... Yeah, well, I don't that's know. What that's what this cool. like. It's the convergence of the two. Because wouldn't it be easier for us to do the show if you could embed, like, the Hangout in the invite so we get the calendar notification and just say, okay, join. Well, I'll tell you, Eric, it sure would run a lot smoother if we could deploy it to our server. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it would just crash our server and all of our websites. Who knows? Yeah, folks, just so you know, like for the past three shows at least, we always have problems in pre-show with Hangouts. Like this thing is just taking a dump all over our chest. It was the best when I went to start it and Hangouts just came back with an error. It was like, I can't do that, Matt. I'm sorry. It was like, huh. And then I tried it again, and then it just froze the window. I was like, huh. And then I killed it and tried it again, and it froze the window again. I was like, huh. So then I had to kill all, everything with the word Chrome in it. Just gone. Done. So Cat come on, Hangouts. I want a podcast. Just trying I can't to, do that. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry, you guys. You You're just not as funny as you used to be, guys. Really? Where did, where's that Shane guy? Why isn't he here? You guys, your audio quality just isn't where it used to be. <laughs> Control D. Control D. Awesome. All right. Well, that's cool. It'll be some more fun fun stuff to play with. Will it kill Hangouts? Voice? Hmm? Maybe bring in Wave back? Yeah? Embed Wave into that thing? Uh, can only hope. Uh, one can only hope. All right, uh, you. Oh, we should mention. Uh, we've got a little Vault Press uh, article about how AOTA and all of our other sites that we host use Vault Press, 
and a recent uh, incident. Well, not really incident, just moving servers. You know, sometimes, sometimes things just don't work right. I'll tell you what, though, that that's pretty sweet uh, thing to use fall presses. So what does it do? It backs up like all of your WordPress stuff, databases media like posts everything but better than what the wordpress does and it makes multiple snapshots each day so in the case of a site that might get itself infected with malware you can pick the last best backup and you can check choose through multiple ones a day so you can really and i've actually had to do this once before you can get right in on like this this hour this backup is completely fine. The one right after it, completely not fine. <laughs> so, and then you can, uh, yeah, you can rebuild. Uh, it'll do through SSH or SCP or FTP or SFTP. Or I mean, it's it's pretty bad, pretty bad. A, I'll tell you what, made my life way easier. <laughs> so, I like it. Uh, Vault Press, yeah. If you run WordPress stuff, you should definitely be checking that out. Did we just do an ad? That's weird because I pay for Vault Press like every month. I think yeah. they won. I, like I know. There's like enough sites too. It's like getting to be a big chunk. It's like five bucks a month per site, but man, it's like getting to be 40, 50 bucks a month now. They all come out at once. I'm like, ah, that was my lunch money. Shit. That's right. So, eat all right. Dabs. Eat my dabs. <laughs> uh, Nick, you got any videos, anything you want to mention before we wrap this up? Yeah, uh, on my web, on my uh, YouTube channel, I uh, just uh, purchased and uh, received my tablet case from Moco, and uh, it's for my Nexus 9. I have one for my Nexus 7 as well that I've been using for two and a half years. It's been working great. So I basically did an unboxing of this, and I actually really like it. It holds it onto it really tight, and I'm probably going to do a quick review over the weekend on this to kind of describe it, but it's like a $13 case that uh, is – pretty premium looks pretty good and uh i use it as a stand like i i take classes monday and wednesday night and I basically watch videos using <coughs> it so highly highly enjoying this so far using my nexus uh nine tablet and the other thing is i i did a re-unboxing of my re-camera and then i finally got the uh the uh mount that i'm going to put in my car so i'm hoping i can produce more content for my channel using this in the future while so you're driving nice yeah I thought you were going to say, then I reboxed it and sent it back. <laughs> yeah. Re-reboxed it. Re-reboxed it and then no, sent it, it back. Looks like this, it looks like this camera is more reliable, so uh, like it doesn't make noises whenever I film with it. So that's something the original one did. Is it cool work. and it'll work with something not HTC, right? Or is it still only yeah. HTC? It does, yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, you can use it with any Android device. Like I have the Re app on both my Nexus Nine right, tablet right. as well as my Nexus Five phone, so that works great. I didn't expect it to work on a tablet, especially a four by three aspect ratio tablet. But the Re app uh, looks just fine and runs just fine on it, so it's pretty cool. I still kind of want one. Still having a hard time paying that much for one though. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Eight gigabyte. Uh, SD card, but I'll put a 32 gig card yeah, in one that I had yeah. lying around for my old Motorola Atrix too. Nah. So it's pretty cool. Not bad for a hundred bucks. Nice. Eric, you want you want to tell people the email address or I mean something? Do you want to do something? I I don't know. I just so excited. Uh, <laughs> our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Ah, oh, that's a good email address. I like that one. Uh, I got a bunch of, I got some weed reviews. If you guys are into that sort of thing, I was probably not the show to mention that on, but Hey, stuffstarslike.com, uh, did some strawberry haze, some fruit pebbles, train wreck, all sorts of fun stuff, making fun videos. If you want to just watch me smoke weed with cool music behind it, it's all right there. Got a new one coming up. Pebbles actually taste like fruity pebbles. Uh, No, it's, it's got some like more fruity terpenes in it. It's, it's not like the cereal, but perhaps one day. We can actually, I actually, uh, I have uh, one of these, uh, and the the flavor was Thin Mint, and I never had that before. I gotta tell you, these guys are onto something. This is starting to get weird. Thin Mint? (laughs) What flavor dabs would you like, Eric? Thin Mint? We have have Samoas, we have... uh... We have all the goods. That's funny. 
Yeah, I've got um, a couple friends that are into birthday cake. I didn't realize there was a birthday, birthday cake. Birthday cake, but... bubble gum. I mean, anything you can think of. We can yeah, any... cookie dough. Right. So check out those reviews uh, and the stuff. If you're into weed stuff, check out stuffcenterslike.com. Cool site. And uh, check out thejamhole.com, another little comedy show we're doing. Uh, got a new episode up because BJ's here now. She's also in the latest re- weed review uh, for uh, the zombie stomp once that comes out. So, uh, yeah, thanks for watching Attack of the Androids, attackoftheandroids.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio even, right? Google+, Plus, Facebook, Twitter, all that. So, And we'll uh, catch you next week probably. You have a great evening, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.